0: podcast of all time this is champs in the making
1: where we have made a bracket of every pokemon that has ever existed and are putting them up in battles head to head
0: one-on-ones to scientifically find out the best pokemon
1: every two weeks we gather up an assortment of hosts from the orange groves
0: and cut a bloody path through the pokedex Come listen to me defend the rights of crustacean-based Pokemon. Olga is a perfect little baby, and I will not stand for anything else. is the best fucking Pokemon because he
1: looks like Robin Hood. Shout some about why your favorite Pokemon is the best.
0: Put them forward and insult Ambipom every two weeks, only on the Orange Groves.
1: Uh, Puchina is the best, and my friends already knocked Mightyena out, which I'm sad about. So now we're truly just living on the edge.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks I fail to solve an ARG, and Marn tells me what I should have done instead. That's
1: true, and this week we are talking about Portal.
0: Hell yeah, Portal. We're going to be covering, was it the Portal ARG as well as uh, the Steam Winner Sale ARG that they did?
1: So yes, we are going to cover the ARG that uh, was done to promote Portal 2 and then there was a mini like Portal 2 themed ARG, uh, I think like a year after that. And which is kind of a footnote like there's not a whole lot to talk about there. Uh and then we're going to talk about the uh Steam Winter Sale 2015 ARG.
0: Cool. So just a couple of smaller ARGs that all are about uh the wonderful game series known as Portal. Yeah. Hell yeah. Marn, have you played the Portal games?
1: I have not, but I have watched other
0: people play them. Gotcha. Cool. I was going to say, I was going to, I told myself that I was going to replay Portal for this episode, and then uh, I was not able to today, but I did listen to Exile Vilify on repeat and had Rainy Mood on in the background. So I think I summed up the experience of every Portal-adjacent gamer in like 2016 when Portal 2 came out. So... I think we're good to cover this one. Yeah. Did Portal 2 come out in 2016? Did I get that right off the dome? I was in I was in college.
1: No, it came out in 2010.
0: I was not in college in 2016. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> that was four years ago. <laughs> that was definitely not my sophomore year. All right. Um, well, time is a lie. Uh, so what do you say we get into some questions before I think about that too hard?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. Uh, we got a good question that came in here. Uh, this is from Quinn referencing our good friend Cave Johnson from Portal 2. Uh, what's your crazy billionaire name? Mm,
1: that's a good question.
0: I'm going to go with Beth Jezos.
1: <laughs> that's really I,
0: good. I want to have, have enough money that I pay to get my name changed to not exactly Jeff Bezos.
1: That's so funny. That's like just close enough to be irritating about it.
0: <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. I didn't steal your name. My name is Beth. <laughs> With a B.
1: My favorite baseball player, Beth
0: Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You know my company, Zama-on. <laughs> and then they ask, thoughts on the tiny cup room? Do you know what that's in reference to?
1: I assume it's a portal thing?
0: I assume it is. I do not know off the top of my head, so we're going to skip over that one. Sorry, Quinn. I can go to the next question unless you've got a billionaire name ready to go.
1: Oh, no, I don't think I have one as funny as Beth Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, I'll take my sacks of money over uh, to Corvid Lenore. Uh, they wrote in and asked, what's the first thing you would do with a portal gun? Um. Hmm. I don't have any concrete plans. I can only imagine it would get me killed, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, like, practically, I would probably use it to cut down on my work commute. <laughs>
0: that's that's the thing. I feel like I would, uh there's two options. A, I would find, like, a very optimal use for it, and then be like, well, do I want to use it for another thing? No, the portals I have set up are just too convenient, so I never want to shoot it anywhere else again. The other thing is, like, if I got a lightsaber, within five minutes, I will have accidentally killed myself Why, like playing around with it and like I dropped it and go whoop and then there goes like my arm in three places.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes
0: Yeah, I don't trust myself with this kind of technology.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I I probably that would also happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, And last but not least, we've got a message here from Digital Roadmap who writes in and says, this one's more of a serious question. How conflicted are you over burying elements of ARGs across multiple quality indie games versus the capitalist nature of literal pay to play?
1: So that's going to get into one of the, I mean, obviously that's going to get into one of the things that we're about to talk about in reference to the portal uh, ARGs.
0: It's a, it's a tough gap. Um, I don't know the games that are involved in this ARG off the top of my head. So I can't really speak to like, at least they're using good games. But like, um, I feel like if you're focusing on indie creators over like, it'd be one thing if you if you're like, great, here's our ARG. I was about to say in order to play, you have to go buy a Coke product, but we kind of did that ourselves. Um, But that was kind of as a bit. um, And I don't think we ever actually like challenged someone for not doing it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean we we sure did do that, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do think that there is a one of one of the good things about ARGs is that putting them together and working on them as a as a group of individuals playing the game means that you are diversifying the work. It's going over multiple people. The upside of that is that even if you have clues spread among multiple games, uh, I guess I can talk more uh, back with the um, the Signal ARG that we... Is that what it was called for Frog Fractions 2? Where they had the sigil? That oh, was yeah, in a bunch yeah, of like source sigil. codes?
1: Yeah. It was in a bunch of like other video games.
0: Yeah. Even in a situation like that, it's not like... Each player individually has to go and buy each individual game in order to do it. A, that work can be spread among as many people that want to participate in playing the games and buying the games and doing that. And B, for a good ARG, you would hope that there's more to it than just buy the game and then you have the clue. Once those clues are established, there's other stuff that needs to be done so that people that aren't able to participate in buying those games can participate in that process of this. I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, it's the most ethically sound thing to do, but I don't think that it is as scary as it can sound to say that there's clues hidden in 16 different indie games or whatever. I don't think there's a requirement for everyone to buy 16 games. Um, I don't even think necessarily there's a requirement for everyone to buy one game. The fact that they are doing it to support a sale on their own platform... Uh, that is kind of ethically weird at the same time what is an ARG like this other than an advertisement for the things that are being involved you're doing this with the intent of hoping people pay for things I, it kind of makes sense that that would be a part of it too and yeah. also they're doing it's doing it for a sale so like if you are making people buy the games at least they're cheap right now
1: <laughs> yeah and like we'll we'll talk about it in a sec but also like with one of the portal ergs, uh, like, a bunch of the clues were hidden in, like, a specific game bundle. But, like, it was a bunch of... I mean, a lot of the games were, like, very popular games, like Amnesia and Super Meat Boy. And it was, like, everything in the bundle was 75% off. So, I don't know. If it's something like that, I feel like it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where I... um. I don't know. I know that I kind of play the heel a bit and joke like, yeah, make your players pay for that thing that you've got listed on Amazon as part of the puzzle. Um, Because I'm just like, you know, at some point, yeah, make a little bit of money along the way. Fine. Um, I kind of joke and play the heel saying that. I also kind of mean it sometimes. I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with finding a way to monetize your ARG inside of it as long as it is appropriate and... um, Not, I don't know. It's not like you... I don't know. Um, What am I trying to say here? I think that there are some avenues that are appropriate to do that kind of thing with. I think that that line gets a little blurrier when you... When you're not necessarily an indie ARG. If you're doing the Portal ARG, you're Valve, the owner of the largest online video game storefront that some would argue could be considered a monopoly. Um, At some point, you're not an indie game trying to make, you know, doing a a little joke for selling something for 20 bucks on on eBay. You're telling people to buy the big product that you have for sale. Where that falls ethically, I think, is more along the lines of where anything falls ethically under capitalism.
1: Yeah. I mean, at least with the portal thing, it's like... (sighs) nobody really knew that there was gonna be like a a bunch of like portal related clues bundled up in this game bundle so i i feel like it's it was more of a thing of like if you were gonna get this and you're into portal like this is just like a thing that you would have tripped into anyway
0: Mm, okay yeah I'm, i'm saying all this with the uh with the caveat that at any time that I learn about something heinous that happens in this ARG, I'm allowed to pull the ripcord and say, actually, never mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I I can't imagine a lot of people bought this like 75% off game bundle with just like the intent to find ARG clues and not play any of these games. But what do I know?
0: Yeah, and, and if it's anything like it- if it's anything like my Steam library, uh people bought them cuz they didn't want to play the games anyways. They just wanted <laughs> them to sit and to know yeah, that they exactly. owned it. So <laughs> that's why I buy games on Steam.
1: <laughs> why else do you use Steam?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a nice collection of games that you say, "I could play that." And then you boot up Dark Souls again. <laughs> um So, with that out of the way, uh, what do you say we get into the Portal ARG?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Hell yeah. So, uh, what happened with Portal?
1: Well, so what happened with Portal is that uh, you play as a mute protagonist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I guess where... (laughs) Sure. Yeah, and then uh there's a fancy little gun. It's it's got portals. Um and there's a mean robot. Um I, What I mean is uh so what what is the what's the trailhead that starts the portal <laughs> ARG? Yeah. What how do we start this ARG, Marn?
1: <laughs> so so uh on March 1st uh 2010, the the base game of Portal updated uh and in the update notes on Steam, it said uh Changed radio transmission frequency to comply with federal and state spectrum management regulations. Um, And people found that there was a new achievement Hmm. that you could get in the game called Transmission Received. Uh, And they realized that when they went into the game, there were now 26 uh, radios um, in the game, uh, in the different test chambers in the game, uh, and you could move them to different spots in, in the test chambers and the music on the radios would change to either morse code or data transmission sounds um, and the little light on them would turn green
0: oh i know about this okay i had forgotten <clears throat> that this existed Okay, yeah, I remember that there were, yeah, weird portal or yeah, weird portal things in portal, no, weird radio things in portal, okay,
1: yeah, and so, uh, and so people found that when you moved all of these radios to the right spot, you would get the achievement transmission received, uh, but the description was just a question mark, okay, um, and then people kind of dug around in the files of the game,, uh, and they found that. Um, each sound file uh, that had been added as a radio file was in a folder called Ambient, uh, and they were all called Dinosaur 1, Dinosaur 2, etc., up through 26. Okay. And almost all of these sounds had a hidden SSTV image in them.
0: Right, to go with the, uh, the spectrum, I assume.
1: Uh, and all of these had... Once they were loaded through the SSTV, they all had, like, alphanumeric codes on them. Um, So, like, the first one... Well, the first one was just Morse, and it translated as interior transmission active, external data line active, message digest active. Uh, And and then the Dinosaur 2 was a picture of some keys on a keyboard and contained alphanumerics 3068. Okay. Um, and then another one said C8C2. Uh, and some of them had a hash in them. One had hash that so said the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Uh, one had an image of Gladys. One had a picture of a computer case. And the most important one... The most important one had a phone number. Mm. It had the phone number 425-822-5251. Crossed out in the image, but people were eventually able to kind of decipher uh, what it meant. Okay. Uh, and some of the images also had a uh, a number from 1 to 32 in the bottom Right. Uh, And when you put them in order, the different number letter strings became hash. And that became the phone number as well uh, when translated from hash. Okay. And they found that that uh, phone number was a landline number in Seattle uh, where where Valve's headquarters is located. Okay. And they were able to use a BBS system to connect to it. Um, they they were able to call the number using a BBS uh, software and a 56k modem, uh, and they got a login prompt.
0: Wild. Yeah. They they couldn't just they couldn't just call it from a phone.
1: So it huh. was an it was an unpublished landline, and one of the uh, photos they had specifically said BBS on it, and they were like, oh okay, we have to call this with a BBS software.
0: You can have an unpublished landline
1: apparently.
0: Huh. You learn something new every day.
1: Yeah. I feel like we should explain what a BBS is for people who don't know.
0: Marn, what's a BBS for the other people that don't know?
1: Uh-huh. Um uh, so a BBS <laughs> is a <laughs> a BBS is a bulletin board system um and it's it's a computer it's a computer server running software that you can connect to from a terminal program. Um, it's basically a precursor to the internet.
0: Okay, so we're going old school tech to call. Yes. I mean, we're calling a landline, so that checks out.
1: Yeah, we are going incredibly old school tech because we're not calling it. We are putting the phone number into the BBS program, which is then calling up that landline and sort of translating it to a bulletin board system, which is like a, an internet chat room. Of course. <clears throat> it's, it's like <laughs> dial-up internet, <laughs> That's basically. all I got.
0: Okay. It, <laughs> neat. It, it's That's like, very cool. It's like
1: very complicated dial-up.
0: Sure. Okay.
1: And it's something that they shouldn't really have had to do in this day and age, but it's very fun. <laughs> um,
0: it is neat that they did this.
1: Yeah. Uh, so when they used a BBS software and a modem, uh, they got a login prompt that read, Gladys Login. And they were able to enter the login backup, (laughs) username backup, password backup. Okay. Which was from another one of the SS uh, TV. No, it was from one of the Morse uh, translations they got. Okay. Uh, And they and they then were able to get access to Aperture Laboratories Gladys version three point one one. Uh, and a thing that said copyright 1973 1997 aperture all all rights reserved uh and they were they got into like the gladys code via this bbs
0: system okay cool
1: yeah um and it was basically just kind of a random file dump uh it had a bunch of ascii art in it uh, it had a bunch of memos written by Aperture Science CEO Cave Johnson. Um, some, I believe, were like dialogue from Portal Two. Oh, cool! And that was basically it for that. If you left it idle long enough, it would kind of prompt you that your uh, that your login time was going to run out, and you had to like in. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then, on March 3rd, Portal got a second update. The description added valuable asset retrieval, um, and hey. they changed the ending of the game. What? Is this something that you're aware of? I'm guessing not.
0: I, I guess not.
1: They expanded the ending of the game when they updated this, uh, and it's after um, after the game, instead of like fading out, um, Chell gets dragged away by a bot.
0: Okay, I, I guess I've only played the fully updated version of this game.
1: Interesting. Because
0: to me, that's just the ending of Portal.
1: Yeah, they they changed it right before Portal 2 came out because I they needed to like justify why she's still in the facility, I guess.
0: Gotcha. Maybe... I'm looking at the timeline and I feel like I would have played Portal before this, but maybe I'm just... I just saw the ending and was like, "Yes, of course, this is how it always ended." When I played it again before Portal 2 came out, but I interesting. I didn't realize they changed the ending cuz I, I remember the I remember the radios being there the whole time too. So I I don't know. Maybe maybe my brain is just like, "Yeah, it was always like that. Don't worry about it. There was no ARG. There's no war in bossing say. Like, don't <laughs> don't worry about this."
1: Um, Me. so yeah. So apparently they didn't decide to change the ending until like right before the ARG started, <laughs> which is very funny.
0: They were just like, hey, we're running an ARG. I need you to get me a new cutscene.
1: <laughs> or I guess maybe they were like kind of going back and forth about it. And and then they were like, oh, I guess we should do it.
0: <laughs> I bet they're just kind of like, uh, hey, players are going to be annoyed that we're doing Portal 2 with. Chell again without really an explanation what if we just do it and say it's part of the ARG <laughs> yeah okay so now Chell is back into the back into Aperture Science
1: yeah can you imagine fucking just like changing the ending of your game last minute I- <laughs> like that <laughs>
0: it was this was this uh ARG how they announced portal 2 or anything like that was this a direct ad or anything along those lines
1: um i don't know
0: cuz if it if it is it's very funny it'd be like if a movie director was like hey by the way uh actually our character didn't die at the end they're actually right back in it and guardians of the galaxy 2 is coming out this summer <laughs> like there, <laughs> by the way we wanted this to have a sequel now so now it does yeah remember that standalone tech project we bought off a college student now it has a sequel and a different ending
1: <laughs> um so also so also on this day god can you fucking imagine like loading up the game knowing that like something has changed and not fucking like knowing what it was and like Mm-hmm. like playing
0: and you're checking every nook, every cranny, going picking up radios, carrying them around, until one person's just like, hey, the ending's different. And you're like, yeah. what? You didn't even look for any clues? They're like, no, nah, I just played the game.
1: Yeah, like, hey, I beat the game, the cutscene changed.
0: <laughs> what changed? Uh, it's just a little less ambiguous, and we're back.
1: <laughs> it's just slightly more conclusive. Yeah. <laughs> They added, like, one line of dialogue.
0: Is it more conclusive in a way that we understand? Not really. Just that... Oh, boy.
1: So uh, so the BBS also changed. um, And it included a progress bar uh, that counted from 0 to 76 and said, valuable asset retrieval initiated. Hmm. And it had an ETA that changed randomly, just to random ETAs that were, like... 1946 geological eras, 5,000 millennia last Thursday. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> <laughs> I, I downloaded uh, files back in 2010 on a computer. I've seen how that time remaining estimate changes. I remember Windows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the Pargas bar was actually a countdown to Portal 2's release. Um, and okay. it finished when uh, Portal 2 was officially announced on Steam on uh on march 5th 2010 um and when it was announced on steam uh there were random little bits of the announcement underlined and the letters uh gave you the words d ratman and honey uh which were a username and password that you could also use for the bbs uh and you would get new stuff uh in on the bbs um which was a like backup account uh, into the Aperture Labs um, you needed uh, it gave you the source code of a program that you actually needed to decode everything that was on that BBS um, and you had to run this totally (laughs) separate program to show the encoded images and the first image was a Aperture Labs little uh, notification that said, Thank you for participating in the trial phase of the Aperture Science Cooperative Testing Initiative. Because of your success, we are moving forward with this project. You will be contacted when the live fire phase of the Cooperative Testing Initiative is ready to accept applicants.
0: <clears throat> okay.
1: And then the next image was just two little subjects giving a thumbs up and said, cooperative trial completed, uh, which was basically a tease that Portal 2 was going to have co-op.
0: Cool. It's 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 something funny to me to like go back and realize where I'm just like, oh, what weird like lore implication does that have? And they're like, oh, they're just announcing a feature of the game that you already know that it had and was a major yeah. part of their, their ad campaign. And you're just like... Oh, right, like they had to announce that at some point, didn't they? Okay, never mind, it's not cryptic lore, it's just an ad.
1: <laughs> and the reason that you needed a like a special program to read the images was because they were saved as a custom file type, which was APF, uh, which is Aperture Picture Format.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not typically one to say that Game developers have too much time on their hands. Because I know about the industry. Uh but with this dedication, you'd think we'd have Portal 3 by now.
1: <laughs> you'd think so. Wild. And so then uh on March uh eleventh, Gabe Newell, who is the Valve guy, we know him. Mm-hmm. He is the co founder of Valve. Uh he got a uh, award at the at the Game Choice Awards. And during his accepted speech, he talked about the Portal ARG, um, and he tried to launch like a a slideshow about the the ARG and about Portal Two, uh, and the slideshow crashed.
0: I feel like I remember this, yeah.
1: Hang on, let me see if I can find it. It like fake blue screened and like a like an arg clue came up on the screen. Okay. Okay, it I th- so this doesn't show the f- like the full thing that comes up on the screen, but hold up, it's like right at the end of this. I time stamped it
0: for you. Oh, it is at GDC. I saw this video, or I saw that it came up. Okay, so it's as far as his speech goes, it's very award acceptancy speech. He just pretends that he's got like another slide, and it cuts to a blue screen. And can you imagine someone going up for an acceptance speech for an Oscar? And then they're just like, actually, here's a clue for the lighthouse 2 ARG.
1: <laughs> well, he like right before that, he's like, yeah, I, like we're making the fans like solve clues and stuff. And it's very cool. And I want to talk a little bit about it. And then he like hits the next slide button and it crashes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay yeah you just sent me an image of him with the blue screen behind him and it looks like an old school uh blue screen of death except the operating is glados and it says a fatal exception e 2 has occurred at uh something that i assume is hexadecimal um the current application will be terminated and then goes through the rest of that blue screen so clearly a a fake blue screen here that's very clever
1: yeah, and like people realized pretty pretty quickly that it was like actually a part of a part of the ARG. Mm-hmm. And they were pretty jazzed about it. And the hex translates uh to suspended until EEE, uh, which people were like, "Oh, suspended until E3. We have to wait until E3 happens to like hear more about Portal 2." Okay. Um, and so then on June 1st, uh, 2010, um, <clears throat> certain members of the video game press got uh, little press releases talking about uh, the Portal 2 world premiere that had been scheduled for June 14th at E3. And the the little messages that they got said, Dear subject name here, Aperture Science is pleased to inform you that we have partnered with Valve to announce the game the Gallic cancellation of the June 14th Portal 2 event at the Regal Theater. This event will be replaced by a surprise. And even though the cancellation of the event certainly counts as a surprise, we are pleased to further announce that the cancellation of the event is not the surprise. However, per international treaties regarding (laughs) the definition of the world's the, the word surprise, of which both Aperture Science and Valve are signatories, the time, date, and content of the actual surprise will only become available as you experience the surprise. If you'd like to ask God. fruitless questions about the E3 Portal 2 surprise or, more fruitfully, schedule an appointment to attend a Portal 2 screening at the Valve booth during E3, please contact Valve's special envoy to surprises, Doug Lombardi. Thank you for Record Scratch. P.S. The surprising Record Scratch is also not the surprise. <laughs>
0: oh that's very funny
1: um and the so the surprise was that uh basically portal 2 was shown only as planned or or portal 2 was shown as planned but it was only in valve's booth at e3 um and the actual surprise was during the sony conference uh they announced that portal 2 was coming to playstation 3
0: okay because before it was I guess it they they were with Microsoft at the time, so it was only on PC, and then it got ported yeah. to Xbox. I remember because I had it on the Xbox 360, the orange box game that it was a part of for Portal yeah. One. Yeah, okay.
1: And and so basically that was kind of the end of it. I mean the the stuff that they found on the BBS was just all like concept art, and it was kind of like teases of stuff that was going to be in the game. There were, like, glitchy versions of Atlas and Peabody in there. Um, There were some of, like, the backgrounds and stuff in the game. There were images of, like, Wheatley in there. Mm -hmm. And that was basically it. And then, um, a year later, they did another kind of... Well, no, the same year they did this. Sorry.
0: uh, Before we get into the next ARG, I do want to bring up something that I think is... We've kind of touched on this, but it's interesting to me that um, with ARGs of this size or this, this one's small, but of this, um, when you get into like AAA ARGs, for lack of a better way of phrasing this, it's weird how often they are for things that don't need an ARG.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that that's part of what is it's one of what's interesting to me about them and part of, I think what lets them be a little bit more open with stuff. But like you telling me that the, one of the, the sequel to one of the hottest games that came out that year needed an ARG to announce it being released. Like you needed to build hype that way. Is that something you needed to do? Um kind of same with like the dark Knight. I guess a little less so with AI, but like AI was directed by, it was a steel Spielberg, right? Like that was Spielberg movie that was originally pitched by um, 2001 A Space Odyssey guy, whose name I'm blanking on, uh, and cinephiles are going to roast me in the comments for it for not remembering his name. But um, it's not like that movie needed any extra eyes on it, you know? It's it's weird to me how many of these big things have it as almost an incidental part of their marketing strategy, which also has 8,000 other moving pieces. I guess it makes sense that you can have something like this be... This can be a little tag-along thing on your rest of your marketing rollout when your marketing budget's that huge. But it's interesting that you only really see these kinds of ARGs for these huge projects and so rarely for smaller projects where the ARG itself is probably actively going to get eyes on the thing instead of the other way around. Yeah... I'm sure clout's probably a big part of that. I just, I don't have a thesis statement or anything like that. I just think it's, it's something that I'm noticing as we hit, we hit portal, we hit Cloverfield a little bit ago, Just as these things keep coming up, it's interesting to me. That's really all that no, there is yeah, to say. Yeah, I
1: agree. <laughs> um, I, I, I assume we'll probably circle back to it with the next thing that we're covering, which we'll talk about in a, in a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. It's it's interesting. We haven't covered an indie ARG in it. Well, no, we did. We covered Muscle robots. I, I was going to say, we just
0: one. finished the two-parter, Marne.
1: <laughs> I keep forgetting. In my mind, we've just been stuck on Cloverfield for like the past year.
0: Yeah, speaking of, I'll have uh, put out the latest meteor analysis about the last Cloverfield movie soon, so <laughs> keep an eye on that.
1: i was <laughs> still like clawing my way out of the Cloverfield trench. <laughs> my mind is still back there.
0: <laughs> We're still buried in the rubble under a bridge.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so so this uh this like kind of petered out after E3. Um and then uh in in twenty eleven it sort of resurrected itself right before portal two was actually released uh because uh, during the course of the of the actual arg the release date for portal two had gotten pushed back from uh late 2010 to like fall 2011 i think okay or spring 2011 and so uh in april 2011 it wasn't so much that like the arg resurrected itself as that like it was a totally separate arg that happened Okay. That kind of like piggybacked on that one. Um, but so on April Fool's Day, there was a, a, a game bundle that released on Steam uh, in 2011 called the Potato Sack Bundle. Um, and they were all uh, 75% off games. And some of them were like relatively popular games like Amnesia and Auto Surf and Super Meat Boy. And people found uh, that all of the games in it uh, upon the release of the bundle, had received updates. This uh, and- this
0: episode is reawakening my like 2010 gamer mind that has been laying dormant in my brain for the past 11 years.
1: Oh no, but, Andrew! Like,
0: you're saying these things, and I'm like, oh yeah, the potato thing. <laughs>
1: I'm like, I'm saying you're like sleeper
0: agent. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Part of this part of doing this show is every once in a while you tell me a thing and I, my, my brain has to click in and be like, oh, that was an arc. Wasn't it? (laughs) It sure was. Okay. So yeah, the potato bundle, right?
1: Yeah. The potato sack bundle. Uh Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. You know. I do know. Um so yeah, so people started to notice as they were as they were downloading this that uh most of the games in it had uh gotten updates and most of those replaced or added assets in the game that referred to potatoes. Um and when people started kind of digging into this and looking in the game files and stuff, um, they discovered a series of glyphs uh, that referred to other games associated with specific letters. They, they basically found nonsense phrases that contained uh, 16 consonants each, which led them to make 4x4 grids of the consonants. And then they were able to translate that into a bitmap image of a letter, and then they would co- they would eventually combine all of those letters to get a phrase.
0: Good lord! Okay.
1: Yeah, some you like embedded clues with like Twitter and YouTube links. Um, one one of the games had Braille put in it that um had the latitude and longitude coordinates of the game developers headquarters. Okay. And uh and. Someone had to physically go there and climb a light pole to get the <laughs> glyph and nonsense phrase that they were <laughs> supposed to get.
0: Hell yeah! How an ARG designers are like. Where's the dumbest place we can put this? Ooh. Yeah, exactly.
1: And like, I wonder if the if the developers of each of these were like given their their glyph and their nonsense phrase and and such. And we're told, like, hey, put this in in your game. Like, we don't care how you do it. And so, like, some made a Twitter account and just, like, tweeted it and then dropped the link in the game. And some people printed it out and taped it to a (laughs) pole. And we're like, oh, we'll just put the latitude and longitude in the game and see who shows up here. (laughs) Apparently the developers took video of the dude who came to get it too.
0: Hell yeah, they just had it was just right outside of the person most yeah. involved's window and they just like kept an eye.
1: Yeah.
0: Someone's like, Ted, they're climbing the pole, they're climbing the pole.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so then on April seventh, um all of the games got a second update and uh in each game if you completed certain tasks you would get a login uh screen for the Aperture Science Corporation um in within like the Steam interface and you could complete other tasks in each game that would give you passwords uh to log in and you would be able to get pictures of like Portal 2 artwork and photographs from around Valve headquarters And each of these archives had a picture, had a portion of a larger archive that was password protected. And when they put all of the letter ciphers together, they got the password for that. And then the larger archive also gave them more photos from like around Valve headquarters and and such. Okay. When people took all of the locations that were in like the, the real life photos, because they were all like, Valve headquarters and like pictures of places around Valve headquarters. Um, when people mapped them out on on like a, a real physical map, uh, the map showed the word Prelude. Okay. Uh, and then on April twelfth, the games in the potato sack bundle updated again. Uh, they each got a portal themed level, and when you completed specific tasks in those levels, you would get another aperture login. Um, which would give you an audio clue. Okay. Um, and the players had to—they got clues. Uh, so each password gave a clue related to one of the uh points they had already mapped out around Seattle. Uh, by figuring out all of these different points, uh, players were led to a Steam group that contained a single member named Dinosaur, uh, which was a reference to the the earlier portal uh audio files that were all named dinosaur right okay and that profile had a qr code on it that led you to a website with a countdown timer that would expire on april 15th okay players who discovered uh these logins they would receive um for every login you discovered, you would receive a potato icon on your Steam profile. Right. Uh, and you could get 36 in all. There was 35 inside the games and then you would get a 36 once you had unlocked all 35. Okay. And kind of concurrently to this, um, Portal 2 uh, became available for uh, for preloading on Steam. Um, And people kind of speculated that uh, at the end of the countdown timer, Portal 2, like that was the countdown timer to when uh, Portal 2 would unlock early. Sure.
0: That that checks out.
1: Also because uh, Valve had sent uh, a couple of gaming sites, like a cryptic message that was like, oh, like there's early release of material coming in 13 offsite chambers Um, And people were like, oh, there are 13 games in this bundle.
0: Gotcha. Cool.
1: Um, And it referenced uh, April 15th, uh, 2011 at 9 a.m. And people were like, okay, Portal's going to come out a couple days early at 9 a.m. And then as as they got close to that date, uh, some of the heavily involved players of the ARG, they all left the ARG chat rooms uh, with the same message. There's a hole in the sky through which I can fly um and it was found that those players had actually been contacted by Valve and had been invited to Valve's headquarters to be the first people to play Portal 2 That's really cool. Under the condition that like they leave, they like disengage from the ARG and like pretend that they had been hacked by Gladys or whatever.
0: Sure sure sure. To say, I'm on the record saying that if you want me to die in any ARG you're doing, feel free. Yeah, I'll for do real. it. But, like, that's very cool that you get a reward for doing it, too. <laughs> please,
1: please kill us in your ARGs.
0: Absolutely. 100%. If you need a victim name, Andrew Sherman's right there.
1: <laughs> please hire us specifically to die in your ARGs.
0: Yes, I will gladly be your killable NPC. <laughs>
1: Or just like to be your mole or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've never done that in an ARG. I would love to.
0: <laughs> I will betray everyone's trust at a moment's notice. Just say the word,
1: <laughs> or die.
0: <laughs> either way,
1: I will. I will either die or massively disappoint everyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> me massively disappointing everyone is a given. So let me make it count.
1: Let me make it plot relevant this time.
0: Please, I'm begging you, make my life meaningful. This has gotten a little weird, Martin.
1: <laughs> Although I I feel like that kind of happened with a uh, with Bed Bath and Bionicle where like Riley and Joe set it up that like the more we tried to like meta game and help out from like the Argonauts end, the worse things got for a while. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe. <laughs> Which was very fun.
0: It only launched a whole second podcast that I (laughs) subsequently killed.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. So then uh, on April 15th, uh, the countdown timer ended. Uh, The countdown website became a page on the Aperture Science website calling itself Gladys at Home. Uh, And it said that if the players generated enough CPU cycles by playing the games in the Potato Sack bundle, uh, it would reboot Gladys earlier. And release the portal, like release portal too early, basically. Okay. Um, And they said, they also said that the more uh, people who found potatoes in those games would help boost the effort as well. Okay. And basically, what the players did was they organized a schedule of games to be played to maximize the rate of progression.
0: (laughs) I love gamers so much. (laughs) (laughs)
1: just making a fucking timetable spreadsheet for your gaming time
0: god Uh, none of us know the last time we did the dishes in a timely fashion but we've got a regimented schedule for what games we need to play at what time this is a (laughs) self-burn i promise you
1: i mean yeah and so they unlocked portal uh, portal 2 a full 10 hours before they were supposed to
0: Was it worth it? Was it worth it, gamers? I mean...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Everybody who earned all 36 potatoes was given the Valve Complete Pack, including Portal 2.
0: That's cool, but they probably already owned all of those games,
1: right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, almost certainly.
0: At some point, it's like, oh, wow, okay. (laughs) That's very cool, though. I don't want to... I'm not trying to minimize this. That's very neat
1: yeah oh okay there's actually a, a thing on here about how they uh how they worked with the other developers to do this Ooh. okay cool uh i so i'm just on the wikipedia I'm, I'm literally on wikipedia there's like a wikipedia page for this arc which is very cool um to help with the ARG, Valve gave the developers free reign over the game's structure and full access to Portal intellectual property to include within their games. Such access included further voice work from Ellen McLean, the voice actress for Gladys, who recorded additional lines for the developers of the games. Furthermore, the developers were given the opportunity to play what had what had existed of Portal Two to build ideas for the ARG.
0: Hmm, oh, that's, that's so really fun. cool.
1: So Valve actually worked with all of these indie developers to design the three phases of That's neat. the
0: ARG. I mean, I guess you would... That is well, neat. I was about to say you'd probably need those developers <laughs> if you wanted to track time played of those games. But Steam just does that, so maybe not. But that that is very cool.
1: Apparently there was an incident where... Um, players tried to download beta versions of the patches to the games to like get early access to some of the (laughs) stuff that they were going to put out. Uh, And so they had a problem with that for a while. Nice. Uh, There is a website where some of the, one of the, the studios or like someone from one of the studios does like a little post-mortem of, uh, of the development of this argument. It's very interesting. And I'm going to link it to you so that we can put it in the show notes
0: cool cool sounds good
1: yeah uh it's it's very interesting um it talks about kind of the the way that they use the arg as a marketing tool to like draw people who maybe wouldn't otherwise have been interested to the game uh, it talks about like the developer coordination and um how they kind of pulled that off uh they had like a they had a secure wiki basically where they would they would work on like puzzle ideas. <clears throat> okay. And it also talks about the different kinds of players uh, who were involved in the ARG. Um, like it's uh, just like different types of player behaviors that they observed uh, and how you can factor that into kind of planning your own ARG or writing your own puzzles. Cool. Yeah, I'm it's looking this,
0: I'm looking at this site right now. They've got like a arg philosophy meta structure. This is all really neat.
1: Yeah, it's it's really, really cool. Um and it links to other articles by other um studios about like how they they did their own puzzles and what they did for it and i'm gonna i'm really excited to dig into those later i didn't get a chance to read all of them yet
0: yeah this is this is an article called the portal to arg the whole story by rob jagnow over on gamma sutra i hope i'm pronouncing their last name correctly uh and yeah the link will be in the show notes i'm gonna be distracted for the rest of the episode
1: <laughs> yeah so so if you want if you're interested in 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 reading kind of more in detail about this this little thing and like how each separate developer studio um did their own puzzle there, there are links all in there about yeah this is about those
0: this is 100% my shit when it yeah. comes to... It. This is what I always ask for when I say, like, this is what I wanted to see. This is what I wanted to see. So this is awesome. I'm yeah. excited to get into this.
1: I, I really like the part where it talks about player types and it talks about, like, you know, there's, like, librarians who don't actually play the game, but they're very focused on the metagame and they, like, moderate the discussions in the IC- in the IRC channels and they organize the wiki... And, like, they are instrumental in in kind of advancing the ARG, but they maybe didn't even own any of the games that the people were playing. And there's, like, the gamers who, who have, like, the player expertise to these games, and they can advance the ARG by, like, actually physically playing the games. And there's the hackers who will kind of go into the files and decompile the code and and find the stuff that we've hidden in there and there's also the collectors who are incentivized by collecting the the little potatoes on steam and they have to be completionists and then there's also what they call the take a hikers who like go to dead drops and get the physical items for clues
0: interesting hell yeah
1: yeah it's it's really interesting that they uh that they've kind of identified all of these all of these different player types and been like yeah here is how they interacted with our game and like how and like why we would want to keep this in mind for the future cool it also talks about how hacking was kind of a big issue for them <laughs> <laughs> and how they came up with some anti-hacking measures uh so that people wouldn't break their game <laughs>
0: well awesome yeah I feel like this is the kind of like real deep dive that you can really get when doing this ARG as part of your day job at a company that's like dedicated to doing this thing as part of your like I guess that's a real benefit of Valve being both a uh, game design like a game studio as well as a storefront hub Um, they get to care about game design and like uh, game design game economy design and storefront design, and how all of that is interarching together in a way that a lot of studios don't have to care about. And I'm not saying that's entirely positive. There are a lot of uh, issues to steam and everything around that, but I think that that's interesting that you can like get that real um like bird's eye view of the whole situation in a way that you might not necessarily get in other in other ARGs. Yeah. Um, Is that it for the Portal 2 ARG?
1: That is it for for Portal, baby.
0: Hey, everyone. Andrew here. I'm taking some of your sweet podcast time to let you know that this weekend is when we're doing a little event that we are going to call Stream Forever. Over on the Orange Grove's Twitch channel, we're going to be streaming to raise money for Asian Americans advancing justice. We're going to kick off a pretty chill stream at twitch.tv slash theorangegroves at 11am EST with a simple plan. The more you donate, the more we will stream. If y'all keep it up, we'll never stop. We're going to have multiple games and crafting projects around the entire stream, and the more money we raise, the longer it goes. We're blocked out and ready to go into Monday and even beyond if we need to, with cool donation incentives to give away like some Nintendo DS lights that I customized and other neat stuff. Again, the more you donate, the more we will stream. If we keep hitting our goals, we'll keep it going. We start on Saturday. Who knows when we'll stop? So come check us out, give us a donation, and help us stream forever. Eleven a.m. over on the Orange Grove Twitch channel. It sounded like you were saying earlier there are two separate there are two separate Steam sale ARGs.
1: Uh, no, just the one.
0: Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so what happened with that?
1: <laughs> I. How much do you know about this? Do you know anything about this?
0: Um, I'm going to say off the top that I know nothing about it, and I'm sure that you're going to hit me uh, and say some words that are going to activate some deep-seated memory, and I'll say, actually, I remember everything about this. So we'll we'll get into that. But I, I don't think I know anything about... Uh, I don't typically d- pay attention to the meta things that happen with Steam sales. I mostly just buy some games if they're cheap and i want to not play them and then i that's i kind of dip that's really my interaction with steam when it comes to their uh their seasonal sales
1: so yeah so i i i kind of followed this one on the periphery um but i i didn't i don't think i ever got super involved in it i just kind of like read posts about it on like the game detectives Reddit. okay while it was happening. So yeah, so so Steam uh does their winter sale every year around Christmas um for for people who don't know. Mhm. And during the uh the 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 2015 winter sale. So all of the all of their sales have like a theme generally. Um and the theme for this one was uh North Pole Noir. Okay. And it was discovered that there was a hidden prompt that had been added uh, on Christmas Eve to the Winter Cell page. Uh, that when you searched the word "search" and hit Enter, uh, you would get a password prompt, uh, and it was controlled by a JavaScript code called "NothingToSeeHere.js."
0: Okay.
1: Um, and and sort of concurrently with this, uh, they were releasing little like jokey uh like noir comics about like little christmas friends um <laughs> called North Pole Noir uh that were coming out every every day of the sale okay and on the first one uh it had a barcode on the bottom left corner uh and it had gotten updated so that the barcode uh had been torn off of it but people were able people had like screen capped the barcode and they found that it was a it was a one to one with uh, Agent 47's barcode in Hitman oh okay when you entered the numbers on the barcode um, on in in the prompt so when you went to uh, the page for Hitman code 47 on Steam uh, and you type search you would get the little password like nothing to see here password entry um, and when you entered the barcode number into that little password box, uh, you would get a pop-up message that said IC slash 4F21CA7. Okay. And when you added that uh, to the URL of the Winter Comic, uh, you would get a audio file... Uh, of a man saying, I was on the right track. I could feel it. Tomorrow I was going to search again. Okay. And so then uh, there was another thread that people discovered uh, that uh, the phrase the Blitzen incident is referred to on multiple occasions (laughs) of the comic. And when you searched that in the Steam store, you would actually get a game that popped up, which was the, um, the Grim Fandango series would pop up. Uh, that okay. was like a search term that you could put in um, and you could take a, a different phrase in the comic and type that in on the password prompt and it would redirect you to the Undertale page.
0: Hmm. Okay. And are these. So this is just within the storefront itself. None of this is happening like inside mm-hmm. of the games.
1: Nope. This is all inside the storefront.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Um, and then, so also in the Steam Winter Sale, you get trading cards uh, for, for more... Like, the more games that you buy, you get these little trading cards. Um, right. And people begin to find that if you increase the brightness on some of the trading cards, uh, you, they had little codes on them. Um, hmm. <clears throat> and so, one, if you increased it, you would get a string of letters and numbers. And they found... That uh, the day six trading card would give you a a string of letters and numbers that you could put at the end of the comic URL. And it would download another audio file, which had a man, like, telling a story that had a bunch um, NATO phonetic alphabet names in it. And if you took all of those out and you unanagrammed it would uh, give you the phrase bullet hell.
0: Okay, so we need to go to... The Gungeon series.
1: Well, it was. So w- we'll get there.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Nailed it. Sort of, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not really, but we'll
0: get there. Okay, I've connected the dots.
1: On the day seven card, there were a series of symbols that translated to I think like a just a string of letters that they could add to the comic URL and get a audio file of a guy speaking in Japanese. Uh, and when you popped that into a spectrometer, you could get letters and numbers on the little the little spectrum in there. Okay. Um, and so people found out that you could enter bullet hell in as the password on the Undertale page, uh, which would then redirect you... To the page for Ikaruga, which is a shoot 'em up bullet hell game. Yeah. Um, and then you could enter the letters and the letter number code from the spectrogram, uh, which would give you, which would redirect you to a page that granted your Steam account, uh, a red herring badge.
0: Okay. I giving players a a prize in the form of a red herring something or other is very funny because it's like i mean you did get here but you also didn't unless this ends up being the thing that goes to the next page in which case we've like double faked out
1: yeah uh they also found um one of the backgrounds when you increase the brightness um gave you a picture of a lambda and a crowbar and they were like oh okay we have to do something with half-life we don't know what but that's that's something
0: good news y'all half-life three it's coming keep your hopes up
1: and i don't think they ever figured that one out okay because yeah because then on january 4th so they they found the they found most of the stuff uh like january 1st and january 2nd and then january 4th uh the winter sale ended um, the all of the sound files that were hosted under the comic directory uh, disappeared um, if you search for any of the clues on the Steam store they were gone and um, the javascript file was removed and you could no longer obtain the red herring badge
0: okay weird okay
1: so yeah just like a just a weird little thing that Steam did Huh. I personally remember this because people were like scouring the uh the little like jokey comics and like putting together like conspiracy boards <laughs> about like the fake <laughs> noir Christmas murder mystery and we're like oh like the the plot of these comics is like really important for us to figure out and like we have to solve the murder mystery <laughs> And that's probably what the this like whole ARG is about. And then it was just like kind of like two jokey things, and that was it. And you got like <laughs> a nice a nice little badge on your Steam profile. It's
0: very <laughs> funny that people are like, "All right, I've connected the dots. I've uh, looked at this all together. Um, this is all very interesting lore, and all of this is definitely going to come around. Uh, it's very dedicated, important stuff." To hold on, let me check my notes. Uh, the Steam Store. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Steam store lore.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a Steam store lore. Sometimes <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. Uh-huh. But sometimes you just get a funny little badge on your profile and that's enough. Uh,
0: no, the fact that that's your favorite part of this is 100%. That's Marn. I get it. <laughs> oh, what's that? You made weird lore about the Steam page? Of course, Marn is all over that. <laughs> the phrase "the Blitzen incident" is very funny. I will. I have it to shout that funny. out. That's a very good. Like Christmas, no R feeling is like yeah. The Blitzen incident. Uh, good job, Steam writers. I guess Steam has writers. I don't know their corporate structure super well, but they. I guess they do. They have to. I was thinking, even when they're for like the Steam sale or the store. I guess they have people on staff for that. They've got a weird, like business layout I think where anyone can be anything in a weird way I don't know Steam well enough to or Valve well enough really to get into the weeds on that but I I know that they have a weird layout which I guess is really comes in handy when it comes to things like doing this or weird one-off goofs to like update a game that they released years ago or things like that um but that's really interesting I it's weird that they do all this for a sale but it makes sense <laughs> you gotta get eyes somehow
1: <laughs> sometimes you just uh you just do it yeah
0: that's really neat well cool so um I guess at this point we gotta go to the rating side of things but these are such short things uh, that it makes it kind of tough um, how do you feel about the story of the portal ARG Marne
1: well it doesn't really have one <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those ARGs I mean, where
1: <laughs> neither of these really had had plots, I'm gonna be honest.
0: <laughs> the first one kinda does, but it, it does it in that very ARGE way of the plot is do you want to find out when our game is going to update? Here are some yeah. It's a very like yeah. almost saying meta plot sounds like I'm giving it too much justice, but like the plot is you are gamers that want to find out. Welcome to our web of lies. Um, We're going to trickle out information and let you figure this out. And that's, there's something very basic about that, but it's, it's simple and works. So you can't really fault it, (laughs) Um, but there's not much to write about it either. So (laughs) the puzzles though, how do you feel about those?
1: I do like the ones in the portal. In the portal, ARGs. I like that. I like that they had. They, they made people use like weird archaic te- internet technology.
0: That's one of those things that I'm so glad that like I get to hear about that third hand, but that I was not there on the front lines having to do that myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing stories about that. It's one of those. I love hearing stories. Wow, they made them use said use a digital billboard to connect to things and make sure that that was happening. In the moment, I would hate, yeah, and then I'm going to have to use this to do the thing. I would hate that. So I'm glad to hear about it in <laughs> in the past. And the puzzles in-game to find all this stuff is really cool, too.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I like I like that they gave... They, they collaborated so heavily with the other game developers to like put those together. I'm really excited to dig into those like postmortem things and read more about how they did it.
0: Mm-hmm. I love the uh, just it's it's I think Oxenfree did this as well. But anytime that a game is like, we're going to have an update. Uh, the update is that we're starting an ARG um that's when i'm just like slamming the desk hooting and hollering like hell yeah um like this is the good this is the best way to update a game um if you told me tomorrow that sekiro was going to download so that i could go in and find some clues that led me somewhere else uh, i'd be all over it um i love giving players reasons to go back into a game that isn't the game itself is fascinating to me in the way that video games work as like little digital worlds that exist on their own terms
1: yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Oxenfree 2 is coming out. You see the trailer for it?
0: No, I didn't know they were making a sequel.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, they they just announced it. Um,
0: Hell yeah. I still need to play the first one. I've, I think I've, they
1: announced it during... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They announced it during the last uh, Nintendo Direct. It's coming out for the Switch.
0: Cool. I think I saw a playthrough of the first one ages ago and don't remember most of it, so... I could definitely go back and rewatch that or play it myself and then get ready for the second one. Well, hell yeah. N- yeah nice job, good. Portal. I- Listening to your ARGs <laughs> made me interested in buying a different game for the Nintendo Switch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually had a suspicion because um, someone in, in our Discord server pointed out that the Twitter that was affiliated with the ARG was active again. Okay. Like a couple weeks before the trailer came out. Cool. And so I was like, oh, they're probably going to announce something. And then they did.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, cool. Um, so I guess we never really, we, we we need to jump back a second. How many potatoes would you give the story? Like a one?
1: Yeah, like a one. Um,
0: but how many uh, portal beams would you give uh, the puzzles?
1: Ooh. Like a seven or eight, maybe?
0: I think I'm in that same place. And uh, nerds, please put down your phones. Please don't text me. I'm aware that the uh, the, the portal gun does not shoot out beams. Um, it was just a, a, <laughs> a thing in the moment. I don't need the tweets. <laughs> Only tweet me if I'm right is a rule that I established in the last episode and paid off handsomely. Every day I've woken up to at least two notifications that just says, Andrew, you're right. And it's the best feeling in the whole world. <laughs> Um, <laughs> how do you feel about the replayability of this one, Mar?
1: Um, well, there, I mean, there's a lot of assets when it comes to explaining it and seeing the pictures that were unlocked and such, but uh, you can't really replay it.
0: Yeah, there's, it's, it's nicely, um, uh, archived. I know that you sent me the wiki so I can put it into the show notes and, uh, it's all, like kept very well but yeah there's not really a way to really go back in and get into it um uh but yeah the portal one there's not much way you can really go through and redo it you could find the radios and get in and fiddle around with them in the game but i don't know that you're going to have much success with that
1: Pretty much, <laughs> you can still experience you can still experience the new ending that they stitched into Portal One.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like I did. You're just like, isn't this how it always ended? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now you know it's not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I feel like these ratings also hold through to the summer sale one as well, or the winter sale one, the the Steam sale, just because there's. Not much plot. Yeah,
1: I mean that one you. That one you literally can't experience absolutely. anymore. Like they took all of that off of it. The- mm-hmm.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I meant ratings as a whole, but absolutely, yeah. Go back and refine the old sale stuff. We'll wait. Pull up Steam. You've got it right there, <laughs> don't you? We'll wait. Search, search. Actually, I'm gonna search, search, and see if it still pops up. I doubt it will, but.
1: It it doesn't. They got rid of the JavaScript like the day after yeah. the sale ended.
0: What happens if I type search? I get Valheim. Okay, well that feels off, but alrighty then. <laughs> yeah, not much to say on that one, but that's an interesting way to ring in your winner sale. Yeah. Yeah. Well hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not much else to say. Uh so do you want to get into recommendations for the week?
1: uh god do i even have a recommendation i am currently
0: <laughs> racking my brain oh, to figure probably. out if i do
1: uh i don't know my recommendation is that then i Alyssa and i just started watching the new season of the fruits basket like remake anime it's good go watch it if you like that kind How, of thing. is it a
0: like a second season of the remake or is this the re it is the
1: third it's the third and final okay. season. okay and the it's remake. it's been good I'm enjoying it. Um, I so I I have never actually watched or consumed Fruits Basket in any way, shape, or form. So it's all very new to me. Alyssa's um read the manga and watched the old anime, so she knows everything that's going on, and I'm I'm going in totally totally <laughs> blind, and I I'm having a good time with it.
0: Well, cool. Um, sounds good. I also have a romance anime recommendation. Weirdly enough, um. Yeah, oh, hell uh, yeah, this past weekend I watched a series called uh Horamiya, I think is how you pronounce it. Um which is on uh Funimations where I watched it. Um but it's a a fun uh, little rom-com anime that like turns into just like a an ensemble cast uh series. Um but it starts off about like uh a girl who like at school she's very like um outgoing and friendly and like very busybody, very on top of things. Um but it turns out that like she keeps her secret life at home where she is just like a homebody. Um she she knows that like being that person is not going to be good for her social image, so she keeps that to herself and she runs into a boy who is like alt emo with like a bunch of piercings and tattoos in high school uh when he's out of school, but in school acts like a nerdy teenager basically. Um, And they strike up a friendship. And will they, won't they uh, maybe turn into love? Who could say? Um, But it's a a cute series about them and all of their friends as they like start to get integrated into a group and the cast evolves out and grows. And it's a a cute little series that I uh, really enjoyed. And one of those things, I watched it, I enjoyed it, don't remember a lot of it. Um, But it was cute. I liked it. If you need something to turn your brain off to. That's a good one.
1: <laughs> have you watched uh have you watched Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun? It's really good.
0: I have. That was my recommendation a little bit oh, that's ago. Right.
1: That's right. That was like the we I think that we, we both, both recommended tried to it, recommend it at the same it.
0: time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um my yeah, when I was a kid, I I made a joke to a friend once that when I was a kid, my uh My taste in anime was that I wanted to only watch shows about kids who wanted to be ninja presidents. Um, And now as an adult, I just want to watch animes about sad kids that are sad because they can't play the piano anymore. Um, (laughs) That's just like where my tastes have shifted. So uh, if you got any fun little slice of life stuff, and I'm not super into like fan service, so please don't recommend those series. But any kind of like fun down to earth rom... uh, Like... Rom-com, slice of life stuff. Hit me up.
1: Yeah, I am. Um, I I I'm enjoying Fruits Basket because it like stops being a romance anime past a point and becomes like an ensemble drama. It's very interesting.
0: Cool. I'm i like, have to check it out. One of these. I days. like
1: was told that that happens also, and I was still surprised by
0: it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, I like this now. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I uh See, I say things like that, and then if you're like, great, what manga are you reading? And I'm like, oh, well, my favorite one is... My favorite one's One Piece. Uh, my second <laughs> favorite one's called Chainsaw Man. It's about a guy that has chainsaws for arms. So I contain multitudes, I guess.
1: I still gotta read Chainsaw Man.
0: It's good. He's got chainsaws for arms.
1: Oh, I know. So I'm told. And if this
0: sells you a face, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hell yeah. Um, unless you've got anything else, I think that's going to wrap it up for us.
1: Yeah, I got I got nothing.
0: Alright, well, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, we are together at Argonauts Pod. Otherwise, you can find me with anime recommendations at co-host Sherms.
1: You can find me at Corpse Survivors.
0: Uh and if you want to get a hold of us by email, you can do so. Uh we are Argonautspodcast at gmail.com. Uh we read everything that comes in. Please, if you have ARGs that you want to see us cover, um with the with the caveat of we have a long list that only gets longer, and we record every two weeks. So and sometimes they're two-parters, which means that we can't get to them in like a quick manner. But if you send us an ARG that you want us to cover, we will definitely take a look at it and add it to the list if we think it's something that we can. Um, so please feel free to reach out and let us know games that you want to hear covered or that you think more people should know about. Um, some of our the coolest games that we've found have been because other people have told us to check out some cool stuff. So please, please, please feel free to email us and let us know other games that you want to hear about. Um Beyond that, other ways that you can support the show. Uh, The best ways, if you follow us on Twitter and retweet and like stuff, um, or just share the podcast with your friends, that is the best way to help us grow. Um, I don't go into my personal life very often, but I work in referral marketing uh, at a tech company, so I know the value of referring things to people. If you like it, please tell a friend. Um, Beyond that, uh, if you want to support us financially, you can find us on Patreon. Uh, We are at Petrayan P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N dot com. Otherwise just search for the Argonauts podcast and you will find us. Um Yeah, I think that's about it. So until next time. That's Args, baby.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Seen it, seen it, don't care, gross.
1: Babe, you've been scrolling through the queue for hours. Just pick something already.
0: It's not that simple. I'm a man of discerning taste.
1: Oh yes, only the finest cat girls for you.
0: Yours must be five inches or more. Anything less would be an affront to Kamisama. Does this sound like you? Does that sound like anyone? If so, we can help. We're two weirdos and we have our own podcast. On our show, Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends, we highlight the best—not the best—we highlight the most thrilling—not eh, that either. We highlight anime. Yes, odd, amusing, and oddly amusing anime from Japan and beyond. Semi-deep dive discussions, dated references, weep shit—we got it all. Who are you people? You got anything with cat ears?
1: No, forget the cat ears. I want
0: broken mama's voice. <laughs>